Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. And hasn't the church, the evangelical church, in many ways, haven't we done the exact opposite? We say the law, the law is serious business. The law has consequences for disobedience. But now we have grace. We're not under law, we're under grace. And therefore, we, we, can, we can take it easy. We can loosen up. That's exactly the opposite of what our text says today. Our text doesn't say, hey, because you're under grace, feel free to be morally mediocre. Our text today says, because you're under grace, you should pay even closer attention, be even more disciplined, even more diligent not to neglect such a great salvation. And taking that in conjunction with the first verse of our text, it is not that we should be so careful not to neglect a great salvation because we might drift away, meaning we might lose this great salvation after previously possessing it, but rather that we might prove that we never had this salvation. That by our actions, we might prove that we were never truly in Christ. We'll see this later. And the apostate passages of Hebrews chapter 6 and Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 6 is one of the most frightening texts in all of the scripture. How will, will those who have tasted of the heavenly gift, those who have once been enlightened, tasting of the heavenly gift, I believe is a reference to the Lord's Supper, communion, once been enlightened. Traditionally, the word enlightened refers to a person's baptism. Those who have been baptized, those who have partaken on a, on a weekly basis of the Lord's Supper, they've shared in the Holy Spirit. These individuals who've had, they, they've been a part of all these miraculous and profound things. If they are to drift away, they can never again be brought back to repentance. That's what Hebrews 6 says. But even in Hebrews 6, I don't believe that that is speaking of someone who was truly a believer and lost their salvation. I don't believe that Hebrews 6 is saying, you can be saved once, but you can't be saved twice. So if you get it once, make sure not to lose it. No, I think Hebrews 6 is actually even more frightening than that. Hebrews 6 is saying that you can be a consistent, faithful church member who was baptized as an infant or an adult, for that matter, and partaking on a weekly basis of the Lord's Supper and sharing in the Holy Spirit, if nothing else, sharing in the Holy Spirit by virtue of sitting under the preached word on the Lord's day and sharing in the worship through song of the saints where we not only address God in heaven, but we address, as Colossians and Ephesians said, we address one another, charging one another, encouraging one another with songs, Spiritual songs and psalms and hymns. You can share in the Holy Spirit. You can taste of the heavenly gift. Partake of the Lord's Supper. You can be enlightened. You can be baptized. You can be a covenant member in a Bible preaching church your entire life and not have Christ. Is it rare? Yeah, I believe it's rare. 
I personally believe that's part of what's better about the new covenant. I don't believe that what makes it, here's me being a Reformed Baptist. I don't believe that what makes the new covenant better than the old is simply its scope or its breadth. I believe what makes the new covenant better than the old is its depth, that it's founded upon better promises. Not just that it's to you and your children and all those who are far off. Not just that the new covenant is wider, but it's deeper. It's founded on better promises. And one of these promises in Ezekiel 36 is I'll give you a new heart. I'll remove the heart of stone. And not only that, but the law of God, it won't only be before you written on tablets of stone, but I will write my laws on your heart. And not only that, but I will put the fear of myself within you. And I will cause you, not just implore you, not just command you, not just suggest but I myself will cause you to walk in my statutes and therefore I believe that under the new covenant because it's founded on not just wider promises but deeper and better promises I believe that apostates are fewer whereas when we look at Israel it seems as though the minority are those who actually believed and would inherit salvation most of Israel died off in the wilderness in unbelief So most of Israel perished, not just physically, but spiritually. Whereas I believe most of the church under the new covenant will be held, held by grace. But that does not mean that apostates don't exist. There will be some, I believe much fewer than the apostates in Israel under the old covenant. But I do believe that there will be some who will say, Lord, Lord. I took the Lord's Supper. I didn't just prophesy. I didn't just cast out demons. I signed a membership covenant at Covenant Bible Church. One of the most conservative biblical churches in Williamson County. That's my biased opinion. But I went to a conservative church. I went to the membership class. I signed the covenant. I took the Lord's Supper. I was baptized. Some might even say I was baptized twice. Once as an infant, and then Joel persuaded me to get rebaptized. <laughs> Lord, Lord, it is possible to be in the visible church, but not a part of the, the universal, true church. That you could be in, in the visible church, a local church, in church membership, receiving the signs and seals of the new covenant, but never actually lay hold of its promises by faith. That is all possible. And so, these two messages, the first declared by angels that we have seen now, which is the law, if those who transgressed the first message of the law did not escape without a just retribution, let us then pay much closer attention to the second message that we have heard, the message of the gospel. For how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Thanks so much for listening, but real quick. Before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.